common sense decision. Here is Inglis, he's fending away from Williams. He's sent a kick for Slater. Can he make it? Yes, he can. Billy the Kid. He has scored another classic orange try, I think, after Greg Inglis exploded down the left side. Ah, that's definitely going to stir up some emotions. I think that sport is definitely a good analogy for life. And whether you've played a lot of sport in your life or whether you've just stood on the sidelines watching and cheering on and being a super fan, there is a lot of emotion involved. Hi, I'm John Mullins, your host, and this is the People Switch Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about how culture should be a contact sport. Welcome to the People Switch Podcast. Switching you on to the modern world of work. Each week, we explore the latest trends and topics in company culture, employee experience, and how to build a great place to work. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged. Now, what you might be wondering is, what do we mean by it being a contact sport? I mean, not all sports are contact sports, so why that? I was lucky enough recently to talk at an event about culture, and I was struggling a little bit about what is the title of the talk going to be? You know, everybody out there is doing such a lot of great work in culture, but what could I do? So I I kind of stopped on this idea of it being a contact sport, mostly to emphasize the fact that if you treat culture too much like an analytical or academic exercise, and you eliminate the contact that you have with people, then you're actually missing the point. We know that culture is quite a complex issue. It's complex because it's about human behavior, and we don't have to remind ourselves how complex people can be. But the fact is, And where culture really matters and where it really counts is at the team level, down on the ground where people are interacting with each other on a daily basis. If we become too clever and too analytical about it, we actually miss the opportunity to shift those behaviors where it really counts. So for me, culture should be a contact sport. Contact in the sense that people should be collaborating with each other, talking to each other, and not missing the opportunity to share and be inclusive. So I want to share a few thoughts that I took from the talk that I did with this group. And I want to just highlight some of those points about how I justify this thought of culture being a contact sport. Let's start with a couple of things that we know about culture. So firstly, we know that there is no such thing as no culture. I mean, you can have bad culture, you can have toxic culture, you know, you can even have good culture. But the one reality is that there is no such thing as no culture. So if you spend too much time being analytical, being academic and theoretical about how you're trying to change your culture, just remember that it's carrying on in the background, whether you like it or not. So the better approach could be to get involved right at that ground level. Start the conversation before you try and come up with the perfect answers. Another point that we covered in the talk was that there's a lot to be said about employee experience and as it relates to employee engagement. I have a very simple kind of view on this and I hope it it makes sense to you all. Employee experience is a reflection of your culture while I believe employee engagement is actually a result of your culture. So whether you're on either side of this fence, I think that the one truth is that both those aspects or both those concepts relate to culture. So if you are looking to shift culture, drive it, change it, understand that it's going to be in the experience that your employees have where you're going to make the most of those shifts. When you measure engagement, it becomes a case of how they have responded to those experiences. So again, the focus of culture being a contact sport is if you're creating employee experiences, it's about them in action. It's about them experiencing things, and it's about the feedback that you're going to get from them. There's only one way to do that, and that is to be in conversation, talking to them, being involved. Another pretty hot topic that we also spoke about was how culture is both a cognitive and an emotional concept. And I suppose that illustrates the danger of treating culture too much like an academic subject. 
Yes, we understand it's cognitive, it's rational. You have to think about what kind of core values you want to support. And where it is about emotions is about how the team experiences things, how they interact with each other, what kind of feeling are they holding about your culture. So again, if we don't understand that at a, at a conversational level, we won't truly understand what it is in that context that they're in. We might apply very theoretical approaches to culture when in fact our people are asking for something completely different. Another point that I think was actually very well discussed at the talk was how culture is always people-driven but leader-led. So we again, it's this idea that it's not linear. You know, we often think that leaders must set the tone, set the pathway, stand back, and then culture happens. We all know it doesn't happen like that. If there's not a constant contact cycle of people and leaders constantly interacting with each other, culture is pretty much going to take its own direction. And so by having that interaction, you're driving the process in a collaborative way and in a way that makes sense to the business, both at a leadership and a team level. And then I want to end on a point that I hope is going to drive this home for you, that I've never seen culture change simply by looking at a poster. We do a lot of work in culture to try and align people. And there's an age-old kind of model, I guess, called define and align. And there's nothing wrong with that. We need to define our culture. We need to define our values. When we align people, I think we have a problem with the way we do that. I think there's too much of a top-down expert approach to that. And it's often because we've left culture in the hands of an HR team or leadership managers, and they are critical role players in this. But unless they are bringing people along in the journey, define and align could be a tell, sell, fit in or F off approach, which is not going to be good for anyone. The missing pieces for me are the design, the collaboration and the refining aspects of culture. And you cannot do that unless you're in that space, again, of working directly with your people. So my message is go out there, get into the contact, get into the contact sport, make it about meeting each other, seeing each other, bring, being in each other's presence and space, creating opportunities to talk about your culture and unpack it, unpack what it really means. Take all your values words, take all your cultural definitions and put it on the table and ask people to actually explain it and understand it in their own language. Try to turn culture into a daily contact sport. You won't be sorry. Good luck out there, guys. Thank you for joining us on the People Switch podcast. Make sure to visit www.peopleswitch.co.za where you will find more on how to build engaging company cultures and experiences to unlock the power of people. Catch up on our previous episodes, subscribe to our feed and follow us on Twitter. People Switch, turning people on, keeping them engaged.